0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle. With me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone's having a wonderful Thursday. It's almost the weekend. You've almost made it uh, through another full week of probably hell at work. I know how you guys roll. Uh, so thank you for coming and hanging out with me. I know the shows have been few and far between. Life is just crazy. Uh, I spent some time at Pork Fest recently, And uh, then I came home, and we've had just one thing after another. For you guys who have been following me online, of course, we have to move. So the old school uh, basement studio will be changing soon um, to another basement studio. But uh, the house that we have been approved for has, like, an entire, like, Tim Pool-style room set up uh, just for me to make a new podcast studio. So we're going to be taking the show to another level. Um, Of course, up until then, we'll be packing, getting things ready to go. Uh, we, we move on August 13th, so we got about a month and a couple of days, um, and so we'll be packing and getting all this stuff packed up. Of course, I'll pack up the studio, per, probably pretty close to last, um, and then try to get it set up as quick as I can in my new place so that I can at least start doing shows. Uh, so they will be few and far between for a while, um, but... Once we get the new studio set up, it's gonna be a whole another, a uh, whole new dawn for Break the Cycle. Uh, probably no more couch streams. I know you guys will be very uh, upset, but um, I think we've trolled that into the ground for the last two years or a year and a half, and it's it's time to move on uh, to some desk streams. We're gonna be be more professional, Joshua. If you guys know what I mean. Uh, guys, of course, please go check out uh, my sponsors, com. the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get all kinds of great hats, tees, hoodies, backpacks uh, with all of the great art that you see on my show. Of course, all of the other art that he puts out as well. You can get all of that uh, for a 10% discount by going to com and using BTC at checkout. In the checkout code Or you guys can join the Patreon Become a uh, member of the YouTube channel Or the Subscribe Star, Where you can get into a a very uh, uh, sought after Private Discord server uh, And get all of Top Lobster's new gear Up to two weeks before it goes to the general public At like a 30% discount So really good stuff Kind of pays for itself If you're a a low tier Patreon subscriber Uh, It's very good stuff Of course, executive producers of the show Anthemplanning.com all your emergency and crisis planning needs check them out today see what they can do for your business home or personal life they're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently and of course other sponsor of the show um uh uh is not have video for us yet um but i i kept saying i was gonna get video of course they may not keep sponsoring the show for very much longer uh but if you're listening to this on the um uh, audio portion, you will be hearing a good ad from them as well. Um, guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. I'm very, very excited. Uh, I went, like I said, I went to port. I went to Port Fest. I want to say it was like two weekends ago, three weekends ago. Now, I had a, the time of my life is absolutely amazing. I got to hang out with all the New Hampshire libertarians. Uh, I don't think anybody asked me the whole time I was there to move to New Hampshire. That's a lie. Uh, everybody I met told me it was time for me to move to New Hampshire. Um, but I got to meet all kinds of great people. I got uh, uh, debated by David Friedman, which was pretty wild. Um, I got to hang out with a lot of good friends from the New Hampshire uh, Libertarian Party, uh, and uh, it was just a really, really good time. Got to hang out with Scott Horton. Uh, Of course, Dave Smith couldn't make it, but one of the highlights was uh, I met a gentleman there uh, that is part of a group called the US Freedom Flyers. Uh, It is a bunch of people that are really upset with the uh, um, uh, aviation community. Uh, And the mandates uh, for for the vaccines. Um, And he is one of if not one of the greatest spokesmen I've seen recently. And as the vice chair of the Libertarian Party, uh, I was very excited to sit down and talk with somebody who's part of this great uh, program that is telling, uh, you know, the the status quo to to go, uh, you know, kick rocks. And his name is Mr. Josh Yoder, sir. How you doing tonight?
1: Hey, good, Josh. How are you doing?
0: I'm oh, good, man. I, I really, uh, I really am happy that I got to meet you at Porkfest. It was a good time. We got to sit down and do a live podcast with, uh, with the chair of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that that, that was amazing. We we had a really good time over that two day period. Um, it was absolutely incredible just to come together with like so many people. Who, who understand the issues that are happening with this country. And, you know, we're all fighting things on a different level. We're fighting vaccine mandates. We're fighting totalitarianism on, on a lot of different levels, um, which everything comes together with what the Libertarian Party is talking about, uh, which is ultimately personal freedom. And I think that's something that every person in this country can get behind because, you know, what we've seen with the two-party system in this country, the Democrats and the Republicans, they are they are both the, the like the same snake with two different heads.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I, as somebody who campaigned for Ron Paul in 2008, I was on his campaign team, uh, come full circle to two years ago, he endorsed me for chairman of the Libertarian National Committee, it was really wild for me. Um, I kind of learned this, like, you know, um, it's been over a decade now ago, uh, when I watched the Republican Party, who I'd been a member of for a long time. Uh, kind of go after ron paul and and have some of his delegates arrested and i started really feeling like i didn't have a home there anymore um and so yeah i've been watching you know this 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 it, it's it doesn't even have to be about partisanship but it's just like you know all the worst all the worst policies that we see in this country seem to find bipartisan support right uh, the endless wars the the the, the federal reserve stuff the, the 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 financial stuff the these big pork pack uh, bills that are constantly being passed, um, it always seems to get enough support from both sides of the aisle to to get passed, and 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 at, at the detriment of of the middle class and uh, it, it especially, um, it's it's tearing part apart. And, uh so I'm glad to hear more and more people start saying that. Of course, as the vice chair of the Libertarian Party, I have some some interests there as well. Um, but what, why don't you why don't we start off talking about U.S. Freedom Flyers uh, and what that is and and why that came to be?
1: Sure. So. What we'll do here just initially is, is talk about a bit like how we got started and, and why we exist and what we're doing now. So so back on August 6th, I was sitting in a hotel room in Chicago and I saw a post that a friend of mine made on Facebook uh, regarding freedom issues. And I reached out to him and this was right after United Airlines had come out with the mandate. They said, we're gonna have a vaccine mandate regardless of a federal mandate uh, coming down the pipes. I, I have been like very actively involved in US politics for the better part of 15 years. And uh, when I saw that, I, I absolutely realized at that point that we were facing a federal mandate and decided that we needed to, to do something as, as airline employees within our, within our industry uh, to, to make sure that we were prepared for when a federal mandate did come down the pipes. Um, so that's how it started. It had very humble beginnings. I wrote a letter to, to uh, Stu Peters on August 11th. I went on the Stu Peters show, and, and I, I, I discussed the, the issue right, uh, so surrounding uh, vaccine mandates and, and how I felt about it. Uh, very fortunately that happened uh, because about a month and a half later, we did in fact face a, med- uh, a federal mandate. Um, on November 22nd, which was two days prior to the cutoff that the airlines and the federal government had given us on November 24th, uh, the day before Thanksgiving saying, Look, you have to get the shot or lose your job. Uh, we filed a, a federal lawsuit against the, the Biden administration Um, Challenging the federal contractor clause of the vaccine mandate. Um, That wasn't the most important thing that we did. The most important thing that we did is the fact that we stood up and we said no. We caused so many disruptions. Uh, You saw the meltdowns that happened at Southwest and American Airlines in late November of 2021. And the airlines told you that had to do with weather. Uh, There were all these disruptions that were happening. Flights were canceled by the thousands That had nothing to do with weather, that had everything to do with airlines mistreating their employees and employees who were no longer motivated to show up to work. That was not something that we organized. That was just something that happened by default because as Americans, we are freedom loving people and we don't stand for tyranny or totalitarianism. That cost the airlines hundreds of millions of dollars which sent the the CEOs off to DC, ultimately getting the vaccine mandates pushed off to January 4th, which gave us more time to organize and by the time we came to the January fourth uh, deadline, we had um, most of the airlines, all except for about four of them, accepting religious and medical exemptions. So, so that 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 was a huge win for us. That that that, that was a definitive win for the American people. People who stand up and say no, say, "Listen, we're going to stand up for our rights. We're not going to we're not we're not going to bend uh, to your mandates here to, your, to to your uh, totalitarianism." And um, so since post-January 4th, moving forward, we have kind of moved into a different phase, which is the accountability phase of U.S. free flyers, which is really focused on bringing litigation against not just the airlines um, who who completely violated our rights, but also against the FAA. And and the reason that this is important, and I I think a lot of people are missing this currently, like why this is so consequential, is the fact that the the FAA, the, the policies that they set have an effect on the civil aviation authorities around the world um, in, in the policies and procedures that they put into place. And so what we know from this is that like the FAA uh, allowed these, these toxic jabs to, to be um, authorized without ever doing any long-term safety studies uh, whatsoever. And, and many civil aviation authorities around the world, um, basically all of them, actually did did exactly the same thing so what we're doing is we're bringing we're, we're bringing litigation against the federal government against the FAA because we know that if we change the policy here we are changing the policies around the world because other civil aviation authorities around the world follow suit as to what the FAA does and that's why this is so critically important this is not an employee issue this is an issue for passengers and this is an issue for every person in this country and every person around the world because if we can stop it if we could if we could prove that the shot is bad, um for for employees um at the at the airline and at the faa level we are proving that it's bad for passengers flight attendants everybody else around the world and we we do everything that we can in our power to stop this because they are currently trying to vaccinate our kids and and we know the deaths and all the things surrounding this like it's absolutely terrible
0: yeah absolutely and there's and there is uh you know before I met you and really learned about Freedom Flyers, uh, US Freedom Flyers, and, and all that stuff, I, uh, I had already kind of heard some stories of, of uh, pilots who had just recently got the jab and then passed out at the, at the wheel, or, or like the gentleman who landed blacked out and didn't even realize he had landed his plane. I mean, do, wh- who, who have you been working with, and what stories have you heard?
1: at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over sure so just a couple of stories just just to fill your viewers in on on exactly what's happening um so back in february of 2021 uh, cody flint he's an agricultural pilot from uh, the, the uh the 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 delta in mississippi um he thought that the FAA had had done their proper. They, he thought that they had followed like their rules and procedures, right? And 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 had like verified this vaccine and had made sure that it was safe and effective. And he went out and he got his first Pfizer shot. And we're mandated to to wait 48 hours after getting the first shot uh, be- before we can fly again. And so he did exactly that. About 50 hours after getting the first Pfizer shot, he took off in his aircraft, which is the the largest single edged aircraft in the world. And he takes off and he was uh, spreading a load of fertilizer on a field down the mississippi delta as soon as he took off he developed tunnel vision he realized that he had a problem but he thought it was something that was minor and that he would be able to to continue his day and probably go to like see his family doctor at the end of the day right he gets to the end of the field he goes to pull up um, to, to clear some power lines and both of his inner ears ruptured he didn't know what was happening at the time but he lost all equilibrium. He looks at a four-lane highway that was right next to him, thought he was gonna land on the highway, but very quickly realized that there were cars on the highway and landing there would have killed a lot of people. So he decided not to do that. He looked back towards the airport, which was about seven miles away. That's the last thing that Cody Flint remembers. The next thing that he remembers is is waking up, being back in his normal parking spot at the airport, having no idea how he got there. Um, He's being pulled out by the ground crew and he he obviously you know goes and seeks medical attention, and Cody Flint right now is one of the most um, one one of the most um, uh, important people that that we have like in this you know with this situation because he has four, like two doctors here in the United States, and also two doctors in in, in, uh, in, in Canada, plus uh, two international medical studies that have conclusively said that the first Pfizer shot is is the reason. Um, that he experienced this medical condition. And he is one of many. Um, Greg Pearson is another one. He's a major airline captain. He got his first Pfizer shot. And within just like five or six hours of getting the first Pfizer shot, he went to bed. He experienced a major cardiac event. And he's actually done a press release. He's in multiple press releases. And he has said, if I experienced my adverse vaccine reaction, uh you know while i was flying while i was on landing you know landing at a major airport with like 40 airplanes lined up next to me on the taxiway he said the outcome of that flight could have been very different it could have it could have very adversely affected a lot of people's lives and then more importantly on april 9th we have captain bob snow american airlines 1067 flying from denver to dallas fort worth you know Captain Snow flew that flight. He got vaccinated in, in November under duress, per his own words. He he has a video. Um, you, you can just look up Captain Bob Snow on the internet. And um, he talks about how he was he was forced vaccinated under duress. And he was having issues from the point of vaccination on, which he thought were gastrointestinal issues. Um, it turns out they were, in fact, cardiac. And And Captain Snow, after landing in Dallas, six minutes after touchdown, they pull into the gate he sets the parking brake. The first officer goes back to the laboratory, uh, which is very normal after a flight. Captain Snow stands up to collect his bags to move on to the next flight. And he collapses in the flight deck from cardiac arrest. And it was a, a, a deplaning passenger actually that noticed him. And very fortunately for Captain Snow, there was a nurse and a Navy corpsman on board who pulled him out of the flight deck into the jet bridge. They performed CPR on him. They hooked him up with the AD. They had to shock him three times to bring him back to life and uh when he woke up about 24 hours later in the icu in dallas he gave me a call and he said look josh i need help and he said you know like does u.s freedom flyers have, have you know have a team like like what can you do for me and so we immediately assembled a team and people like dr peter mccullough you know uh, lieutenant colonel pete chambers lieutenant colonel Teresa long and, and other people who who are very large names in the freedom movement um advise the situation, uh, surrounding captain snow. And these are just a few of the stories. The, these are not, this is not a conclusive list. The, the, there are many more like them. These are just a few of the brave ones that are willing to speak out. Sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's something that we hear more and more about every day and, you know, probably they'll demonetize the show and you know, it's like, how, how many of these do we need to see to stop saying that it's rare? and uh and and that it's all everything's safe and it's rare for that to happen i mean i I just i you know when you have pilots doing it randomly in in the in the sky or coming down or or uh after they've landed and it's you know it's not normal that's not a normal thing that's not something you hear about happening uh three or four or five times a year it's something that you might hear about happening once every six years right typically and so it's it's pretty wild to 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 think that that kind of stuff just continues to happen and, and people keep screeching in our face, telling, telling us that, ah, oh, that's just normal and it's very rare and, and this and that. But, um, another story you told me, um, uh, about, uh, when, when we met at, uh, at pork fest was, um, uh, Dr. Tre- Teresa long is that that's who it was. And you were telling me a story about her, uh, being kind of blackballed for, for her stuff. What was, what was that again? Can you, can you explain that for everybody?
1: Yeah, totally. So Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long is probably one of, the, one of the bravest people that I know. So just to give a bit of background on her, she is a very senior um, Army flight surgeon uh, that oversees the Fort Rucker, the Army Fort Rucker uh, flight training base for the U.S. Army. So down at Fort Rucker, this is where uh, pilots, uh, our Army pilots, go through their preliminary uh, flight training w- w- with the U.S. Army. And uh, what she noticed uh, back in early 2021, after the shot rollout, she was seeing a lot of patients that were having things like myocarditis and pericarditis. So just to back up a bit on that, um, she is an expert in something called the DMED database. The, the DMED database is considered to be one of the most comprehensive medical databases in the world, right, that encompasses the entire uh, Department of Defense. What she noticed was when the shots started rolling out in 2021, uh, in January of 2021 to October of 2021, which is, which is like a 10-month period, she was seeing things like 300% increases in myocarditis and pericarditis and cardiac arrests, you know, blood clot strokes, 1135% increase in um, in neurological conditions. Um, between like three and four hundred percent increase in um, spontaneous abortions and like fertility issues uh, among among thousands of other issues, right? Um, those are just a few of like the, like the very pertinent ones that, that that actually like affect pilots. So what she did is she found an attorney and she came out as a Senate whistleblower and she went to Senator Johnson and they held a hearing and they exposed all of the um, all, all of this data that was coming out of the D-VENT database so what's really important that people understand is that dmed database is is literally the the product it, it is the database that that many large um international medical studies are based off of right so this this is not like some some small database like not this is not something miniscule uh long story short that came out there was then a second hearing and um, Senator Johnson looked at all the data that was coming out and he, he sent uh, letters to Secretary Austin. He said, preserve all of this data because we absolutely need to do like a, a Senate hearing, a congressional investigation, you know, what have you in, into what's happening in the military. Um, Teresa Long called me very shortly there, soon thereafter, uh, one day, I, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time, And she said you need to get to uh you need to get down to fort rucker and and please do so quickly so what we discovered was that um secretary austin did not um he didn't follow the orders of of um senator johnson and and the people the people that actually control the dmed database at the highest levels of the department of defense uh were manipulating the data so the way the data works, there, there there was like five years of data, right, 2016 to 2020, um, to where most of these disease processes were were semi level uh, across those years. I mean, you know, small small percentage uh, changes up and down, right. But then when you get to 2021, after the rollout of the vaccine mandates, you saw these massive spikes by like three, four hundred, you know, a thousand percent, right. And the only thing that changed during that time period. Um, was was the introduction of the vaccines in the military? So what what the Department of Defense did, which is really ironic, it, rather than saying, "Look, we had a glitch," and and lowering the numbers in twenty twenty one, they tried to raise the previous the um, the uh, numbers of the previous five years. <laughs> so they they raised those numbers, but ironically, they they missed a lot of disease processes in that process because they did it so hurriedly. And so when you actually graph out everything um, that has been laid out in the DMED database, it's very obvious that there was manipulations. I, I, I sat there in real time with Teresa Long and, and I watched it, I watched it happen. And I have that data, I, I have the pre-data and I also, I also have the post-data from manipulation. And um, it's not just me, it's not just Teresa Long, we have literally sent this out to many different attorneys um across the country, many different politicians. So regardless of what happens to us, like the data is out. Right. It's out. And so there there, there is no taking out one person. There's no threatening one person um, to, to bury this data because we 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 have it. We have it. it. It's out everywhere. And so what we have now is definitive proof that the government and the Department of Defense actually manipulated the DMET data, um, trying to cover up the adverse reactions of the shots. And uh, this this should be a national news story, but unfortunately, like no no national uh, media organization in this country wants to cover it. So this has become a story that is talked about on um, alternative media, and and by that happening, most Americans don't realize what actually happened here. I mean, this doesn't just affect pilots. It just doesn't just affect people in the military. This is affecting everybody. It just happens to be that the database where, where these things are documented is a military database, right? And so all the deaths and adverse reactions and everything that we're seeing, uh, this is something that affects us all, right? But there's a giant cover up in play.
0: Well, and let's be honest, the, the corporate legacy news media is the enemy of the people. Uh, we know that yeah. everybody knows that it, even the people who act like they don't know that probably mostly know that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a long time now where we can look to these, these big media outlets and, and know they don't have our best interests at heart. It's all about what makes them a the money, uh, whose narrative they're pushing. And, and it has nothing to do with the, the truth and journalism anymore. That's why we look to inter- independent media now. And, and st- that's why we, you know, some of these independent media, uh, organizations, even like Joe, you know, Joe Rogan is getting, uh, Joe Rogan is getting more viewers than CNN, you know, and if he puts Alex Jones on there it triples <laughs> So, um, it's, it's pretty wild how that happens. P Nord, uh, 87 Perry. Thanks for the $20 super chat. Greg James. Thanks, man. I love you too. Big guy. Shannon Lee, uh, says, thanks for all, all of you both are doing great stuff. Uh, $10 super chat. Thanks. Hey, so let's talk a little more about the, the litigation, man. What, um, what's, what's going on currently with your, uh, with your lawsuit?
1: So, so our primary focus at the moment, right now, is going after the regulators because because we obviously have the airlines who who mandated these vaccines and and they did so like completely illegally, you know, against the Nuremberg Code, against letter Law of the United States. Uh, but what's more important than that is the fact that the FAA, which is supposed to be the regulator, which maintains the the safest aerospace system in the world, that's their charter, right? Right. Um, they they allowed it to happen. So. Speaking to people within the FAA, uh, this is, these are conversations that I have every single day, including today. Uh, I'm speaking to some some people who are like the highest levels within the FAA that, that are talking about the, the 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 political pressure that came down from the Department of Transportation from Pete Buttigieg. Um, these people are are the ones that allowed it to happen. So let me just give you an example. So. 10, 15 years ago, uh, it used to be that as an airline pilot, you had to retire at the age of 60 years old. And then they decided they wanted to move that retirement age up because they were having staffing issues and they wanted to move it up to the age of 65. Well, the FAA said, look, this, this could potentially affect safety of, air, of of airline travelers, right? And so for a seven-year period, People between the age of, of sixty one and like let's say sixty three, they could not fly in the flight in the same flight deck together, um, and, and this was to to ensure that there was like no no um, impact on safety by increasing the, the retirement age of pilots uh, within the airline industry. So so that's the that's the typical level of uh, scrutiny that is given to any changes within the FAA. Like for instance, I can't take NyQuil tonight and go fly tomorrow i can't take uh, basic antihistamines and go fly but when it came to the COVID 19 vaccines there were zero long-term safety studies done none whatsoever everything was under emergency use authorization and yet on december 12th the faa came out and said you know what we encourage all pilots to get the COVID 19 vaccine so this is completely counterculture as to what has happened in the faa for for the past you know 60 80 years right and um what we're seeing now is these incredible adverse reactions. We're seeing, seeing things like myocarditis, uh, pericarditis, um, heart attacks, blood clots, strokes, and neurological conditions. Those are probably like, like the largest things that specifically affect pilots. And, uh, and no one wants to talk about it. So what we're seeing here is this is criminal liability between the FAA, the Department of Transportation, the airlines who've mandated the jab and the unions who did not defend the employees um, that, that, that pay them union dues for representation, right? So the unions are ultimately autonomous political organizations um, who absolutely do not represent their members. And so what you're seeing here, and, and then also the pilots, right? So if a pilot comes forward, they're de-incentivized from coming forward with the medical condition, because if they do so, they're looking at losing their flight medical, which is essentially synonymous with a with a uh, with a pilot's license, right? Right. Like if you lose one, if you lose one, you don't have the other. And so, you have pilots who don't want to come forward. They're experiencing issues like chest pain and neurological conditions. They don't want to come forward because if they do, they're going to be placed in long term disability, which is a fraction of uh the money that that they're going to make as an airline pilot right about, a, about a third and so essentially right. everybody has liability here and no one wants to come forward and so the the question that we're facing right now is is how do we address this issue how do we ha, how do we solve this 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 uh what is ultimately a safety issue for the flying public how do we do it because everyone has civil and criminal liability at this point
0: right right absolutely and that that makes a ton of sense and then um, of course holding holding these people uh, 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 liable right these all that's that's kind of what this lawsuit's about and trying to trying to push the liability on the people who deserve the liability and deserve to to pay out for the issues that they've created by by forcing these things on unwilling mm-hmm. participants for sure um, now I know you work in the in the airline industry and we won't talk about where you where you work or whatever um, but I, I mean how is this has this negatively affected you and your family personally I mean is that something that you've had to deal with uh as far as like losing your job or anything like that
1: yeah it totally has i'm I'm actually very fortunate in the fact that i didn't lose my job they accepted my uh my, my religious exemption and this was um on on january 3rd you know like, like right right prior to the cutoff um that would not have happened had we not all stood up and shown them that we weren't going to go along with their plans um uh-huh what i can tell you is that leading up to that date in november november 24th we saw a rash of suicides we saw a lot of people losing their homes we saw you know uh, obviously families being broken apart you know o- over the issue so so there's like so much damage has been done um so so much emotional damage specifically and so so these airlines are are completely liable there, there's like criminal and civil liability uh to to go around to everyone and that is something that we're absolutely pursuing and as you can imagine this takes years the the legal system does not move quickly the number one focus that we're doing right now and that we're specifically working on at u.s freedom flyers as a founding member of the global aviation advocacy coalition uh, which is groups just like ours all around the world we are going after the regulators because it it was the allowance of the regulators to allow this to happen that allowed the, the the airlines to mandate it so we believe that if we can change the the rules and policies of the regulator uh, we, can ch- we can change the laws to ensure that this doesn't happen again. And they're already talking about things like monkeypox. So, you know, Joe Biden has come out publicly and he said there will be another pandemic. And the airlines and the regulators and all these people have absolutely shown us what they will do. They, they, they will do it again. If we don't stop them, they will do it again. So this is a time for freedom-loving people across this country to get behind the employees here at the airlines that are fighting. Because the fight that we're in is not a national fight, this is an international fight and and if we can change this here, if we can prove it's bad for pilots, we prove it's bad for passengers for flight attendants, we prove it's bad uh, bad for your children and, and and everyone and and so that is ultimately the goal This is so much bigger than just the airline industry
0: right yeah, absolutely i agree it's it's all industries and and you know I think we talked a little bit about this when I interviewed you at, at pork fest. Um, you know my own personal job uh we were told that we had to do the same thing and um we you know we were later on given the opportunity to do a religious or medical exemption and so my division was like hey let's do this you know and i was like no i don't want to i shouldn't have to lie to to not have to take up you know a medical intervention for something that i don't want i mean that's just not how that's not how freedom and liberty in this country work and and so uh, i organized them to say no and we didn't turn in religious exemptions and we didn't turn in, um, you know, the, these medical exemptions and, and, uh, three days before we were supposed to be walk off, walked off site, they ended the mandate because they're going to lose the whole division. I mean, every single person in the division, but that, not everyone's that lucky, right? Like a lot of places, you know, 97% of their division got it. And it was like, what are you going to do at that point? Cause they we are all replaceable at the end of the day to a lot of these companies. Right. And, and, uh, if, and if we're saying no, then we're just slowing down, uh, productivity for them and. Um, but it, it really becomes a, a much bigger thing when that, that person is taking hundreds of people's lives into their hands during their job. Um, and, and it should at least be held to a different standard in that, uh, that specific, uh, uh, job, you know, and, and other jobs like it as well. So, um, how optimistic are you guys about the, uh, about the, the litigation? We're going to win. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs>
1: I would say the most disheartening thing that I've seen lately, we'll start with that first, right? It is the fact that not more people stood up and said no. Right. That is the number one most important thing that you can do because as, as, a, as a society, when you stand together and you say no, that, that, um, that completely removes the power uh, from these overlords who are trying to force these uh, ridiculous mandates on us. Um, but in absence of that, what you can do is you can come back after the fact with a very small minority and you can bring litigation because these companies and the government have violated the most basic laws that we have in this country. We right. have rights in this country. And and that's that is precisely what the globalists are trying to remove from us is our rights. And so it, it is absolutely imperative, regardless of whether you took the shot or didn't take the shot, quite frankly, I don't care. Uh, what I do care about is that you stand up for your rights, and that you stand up for the U.S. Constitution, and that you fight back because we actually have the tools to fight back, and we need to do it, and, and we need your help at U.S. Freedom Flyers. Like we, we are a grassroots organization, one hundred percent volunteer. None of us take a salary. When you donate to U.S. Freedom Flyers, that that money is going to 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 the litigation and a very small part to, to like operating costs, things like website, right? Um, when you donate here, like like all. All of us are fighting for you. We're not fighting for just airline employees. We are fighting for this nation. We are fighting for the world. And and you look at organizations like the Global Aviation Advocacy Coalition. You can find us on Substack. You can find us on Twitter. We're working on a website. Um, But that is a very powerful force. We have over 30 international attorneys now who are working on this. And um, we we are now being talked about in the European parliaments, um, at the FAA, and U.S. Congress, and the U.S. Senate. Um, this, this is actually becoming a conversation and when we can prove that this is bad for pilots, we prove that it is bad for everyone.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, man. And, uh, I, I certainly hope that you guys pull through and I, you know, and, and I mean, so the, the airline industry are they looking at, at bringing back the mandates still? I mean, is there still a timeline on them trying to force that again?
1: They will do whatever they can get away with. Obviously, everyone has seen the massive meltdowns that have happened with the uh, you know, with scheduling over the past, you know, over the past couple of months. Quite frankly, and and that that is a perfect storm that has culminated that is causing massive issues. So, starting in 2020, we were already um, experiencing and anticipating a ten-year pilot shortage, and the reason for that is is the. Um, the mandatory retirement age of 65 right this is something that's been long anticipated but then you threw 2020 in there and you threw the covid crisis and the, you know all the nonsense surrounding that obviously passengers weren't flying and so the airlines entered into a period where they had man, uh, like like essentially like massive financial bleeding and in trying to to curb that financial bleeding they offered early retirement programs uh, for their most senior employees, and, and it really depended on on the airlines, like like how many people they let go, but anywhere between like five and fifteen percent uh, of the most senior and the most expensive employees at those airlines, and they were looking forward. Um, they essentially miscalculated. They they thought that travel, you know, travel demand was going to take a lot longer to come back than what it actually did, and so they they let a percentage of people go from from you know the top, the the most senior positions at the airline. This includes like, you know, pilots, flight attendants, ground staff, like all these people, right? Um, And they were looking at at how many people they could train annually, you know, in their training pipeline, like what they were capable of. Uh, But what they didn't calculate was the number of uh, vaccine injuries that were gonna occur. So while they they, may have been closer to staying on track had there been no vaccine injuries, um we've now introduced these vaccine injuries into the equation and um they they can no longer staff they they literally don't have the pilots uh they don't have the flight attendants they don't have the people to 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 staff the operation that is required uh to to fly these flights and so what you're seeing now is is all these cancellations that are happening these are crew cancellations and in addition to that, what, what, what's really disturbing is that some of these airlines are actually defrauding passengers because they're coding these cancellations, as weather cancellations, which means that they have no requirement to you to book you things like hotels and, right. and it affects like, like, like the booking codes, like rebooking codes, and like how they rebook you um, for, for, your, for your future travel. Um, they're telling you it's weather, but in fact, it's crew.
0: Do you hate modern wrestling? Wish you could go back to the sex and violence of the 90s, you're not alone. Eric and Tom are going back to 1993 to watch ECW from the beginning to its end. So come get extreme. Just search for Extreme Timeline on any podcast app and come get extreme.
1: And I have definitive proof of that. I I, I can 100% prove this in a court of law. And this is fraud and oh, so they oh yeah. are at this point they are at this point they are defrauding passengers not all of them and not all of them all the time but it is happening and i have proof of it and so this is like more litigation that's going to be brought by passengers um and, and it's very well deserved i mean the, the, these airlines have, have, have done done idiotic things over the past couple of years, like vaccine mandates that right. that was completely stupid that was like one of the one of the most idiotic things I've ever done and um so it, it it's a culmination this is not um, this is not like one issue that is causing this giant problem, but it's essentially what I would consider to be a perfect storm that has all come together and I, I don't think it's going to be an issue that, that that's resolved anytime soon
0: yeah absolutely i get that man it's it's just the whole thing is just still crazy to me man um level zero thanks for the five dollar super chat he said were there any airlines that were helping fight these mandates or were they all lockstep with the regulators
1: there were no airlines were helping fight this um yeah they they all suck There, there there are a few that suck less than others and uh what i will tell you is that u.s freedom flyers we have had multiple billionaires uh, multiple very wealthy people that have reached out to us, and they are seeking non-vaccinated pilots to fly their private jets. Um, including the most recent call that I got, which is about uh, ten days ago, uh, from a, a very large company looking for over 150 unvaccinated pilots. And so the question that you have to ask yourself is why are these uh, why are these large private companies asking for unvaccinated pilots? You know, I'm not a genius here, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out. I I think that's very interesting um, that 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 you know very wealthy people, large companies would be asking for these folks. And so I've been tasked with the uh, with the with with the goal of of finding unvaccinated pilots who would like to leave the airlines and and go work for these large corporations. you know i mean it's uh the, i think the writing is on the wall there, there's so much data out there people realize what's going on That's and uh you know that. if you're you know if you're bill gates or or donald trump or, or you know some some of these other folks um you don't feel particularly comfortable uh flying in your aircraft you know if you know that you have two backstage pilots up front
0: it's just wild to me man uh, so we they talked a little bit about uh, level zero talked about uh you know other other airlines that might have helped, but have you guys gotten any political support? Support, of course, uh, uh, Senator Ron Johnson, but have you had any other political support at all?
1: No, outside of that, it's been very low. But what I can tell you, it it is starting to build, and we're starting to get international political support. So, with the European Parliament, um, there have been hearings just over like the past three weeks that have been incredible. And there was a um, there was a German uh, a German parliamentary member that just just came out a couple of days ago that actually was on Steve Bannon and she's been talking about this issue and there's there's more and more you know because you know US stream flyers is is one group within the within the national groups right there's probably 15 or 20 of us actually you know um that that, that are all members of the global aviation advocacy coalition and so all of us working together, we're obviously going to our regulators. And that's one of our primary focuses, going after the regulators. And, and this, is, this is starting to make political news like all across the world, even in Australia. You know, Australia, Germany, uh, France France was a big one. They actually had some vaccine uh, injured employees that they got in front of the parliament in France. So the truth is starting to come out. Like there, there is only a, a certain amount of time to keep the genie in the bottle. This is not gonna happen forever right and, and when the truth comes out i think there's going to be a revolution you know when people truly start to understand what's actually happened like we for, forget what this has done to like the safety of air travel um, this goes way beyond this this goes like, like this is your personal health this is your family's health right and so i think I, I think i think the pendulum is starting to swing and it's going to swing and when it swings the opposite direction i think there's going to be an absolute mutiny of, of, of citizens walking away from government
0: right well and i just saw uh recently that the first uh, vaccine injury lawsuit to be won happened in in britain um i can't remember her name um, but it, this just happened uh like two weeks ago i think three weeks ago uh and so yeah. that's going to set up a huge precedent at least in england or in britain uh, where that yeah. first one was won, because now all the other people are gonna be feel a little more comfortable coming forward, saying, "Hey, this happened to me. I wanna. I'm also gonna seek legal damages. We need that to start happening around the world. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it's gonna take. And so it's great to have someone like you and and uh, the U.S. Freedom Flyers kind of leading leading that charge, because you know people, you know, there's people out there that won't do anything without someone else leading the charge first. And uh, hopefully, you guys start a, the domino effect, man um we're definitely getting towards the end of this thing but uh before before we go uh i want to know uh is there anything else out there that you want people to know about the freedom flyers and this this uh this this mission and uh where can people find you support you listen to you, all that great stuff
1: the number one thing that i want people to understand is is the work that we're doing is not just for airline employees and it's not just for airline passengers what we're doing right now is we are shining a very bright light on a healthy subset of the population which is airline pilots right which makes it easier to definitively prove vaccine injuries right these are people that get that they get physicals you know every year or twice a year over the age of 40 right and so once we can prove that that it's bad for airline pilots we prove that it's bad for airline passengers we prove that it's bad for your kids right so we we see this as probably one of the like most consequential industries within the world to actually fundamentally change the entire narrative surrounding the uh, COVID-19 vaccine shots. Um, So I would ask you to support us. Please go to usfreedomflyers.org and if you can, please click on the donate tab. Like I said, we're all volunteer. We we are fighting, we're fighting not just for us. This isn't about enriching employees. This is about stopping the shots. This is about stopping mandates. And, And more importantly, this is about the preservation of personal freedom. That's ultimately what we're about. And so if you can support us by, by helping us fight, you are helping yourself in the fight. If this is something that you care about, if you are a nurse that was fired or you know whatever industry that you work in, if this affected you but by helping us win this fight, what we're gonna do through the discovery phase of these lawsuits is actually bring out the truth because we're partnered with people like the COVID summit doctors, right? Thousands of doctors across the world. Uh, we have we have many international attorneys, um, all these different organizations, including like researchers at insurance organizations or insurance groups, right? That are um, <laughs> they're giving us very interesting data of, about how many people have been dying since the rollout of the vaccines in January of 2021, specifically, and so we're we're putting all this data together. And putting this data together uh, becomes an educational process. And this is something that is forced through the litigation process and forced through the discovery phase, um, which is going to be educational to not just the American public, but to people all around the world. And so <laughs> while, while we're very focused on, on the airline issue, uh, it's far greater than that.
0: Sure. Sure absolutely well I just appreciate The hell out of the work you're doing man I think it's very Important I was very happy to have you on the show Uh, I do have one more very serious Very serious question before you go Though Josh Uh, we were going to do this show Last week and we Had to reschedule because you were on your way to I believe you said Georgia Okay yeah Um, And then on July 5th the Georgia Guidestones are blown up so Where were you on July 5th Josh
1: (laughs) I was actually in North Carolina on July fifth. I did not blow up the Georgia guidestones, but you know what? Whoever did that, I just my hats off to you. I think that was brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, it's it's something that I'll probably talk a lot about over the next couple of shows. I I've uh, I went down. It's funny because I just really went down the guidestone rabbit hole, like. Uh, maybe like six or seven months ago, I really didn't know much about him prior to that. And then I went down the rabbit hole. I was like, oh man, where's Alex Jones when you need him, dude, this is bad, you know? And then, and then within six months, someone blew him up and I'm like, all right, dude, cool. Now, now I want to, I think it's very interesting that someone blew them up. Uh, they have cameras on those things all the time. Um, all they got was a very short snippet of a car driving away, but they, they should have video of the, the people who blew it up. Uh, and also I find it interesting that only one column went down yet. They destroyed the whole rest of it. And then, uh, haven't said anything about the time capsule or anything like that. So pretty crazy stuff, man. Definitely um
1: i found that very interesting as well as the fact that it wasn't not it wasn't completely knocked down but yet they destroyed it so i i think everyone watching this show should probably say a prayer for the person who did it because uh that's an american hero yeah. and uh you know while i don't support criminal I saw, I activity and all those things i whoever blew up the georgia godstones like you know godspeed to you
0: yeah i saw a lot of people <laughs> online saying uh what was so bad about him i don't get it i'm like it's literally a guide to eugenics dude <laughs> Like legitimately, like you just read it one time and be like, and tell me that's a good thing. 500 million people in perpe- perpetual balance with nature. Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. Crazy. Things stuff, were man. all dead. That's yep. what that means. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Josh, I'm a big fan, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much.
1: No, Josh. Hey, thank you, and we look forward to working with you as well. Hell yeah, man! Party. Uh, we've had lots of conversations offline here, and we're super excited about
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I'll be talking. Uh, we have our next and our next quarterly meeting at uh, last weekend of this month in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, uh, where our head where our headquarters is. And so that's something that I'm going to bring up to the board when I'm there and talk about how we can uh, how we can move forward and work with uh, Freedom Flyers and your guys' causes, man. So I really appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. No, thanks brother. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. All right guys, another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Josh, super cool. Please go support usfreedomflyers.org. I think it's a wonderful thing that they're doing. Uh it's it's something that more people should be doing. Um but I'm happy that they're leading the charge in in the uh in the 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 flight industry. It's pretty it's pretty scary to think about, man. You know, I, I fly a lot. Um, and to think about that, anytime, uh, you know, one of those pilots or both pilots decide that they're, you know, they're gonna pass out or go down, uh, that could harm me and my family, man. So, so definitely, uh, go support these people and their mission. It's great stuff, uh, guys. Please go check out TopLobster.com, The man, the myth, the legend. My good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get all kinds of great hand-drawn hats, backpacks, uh, hoodies, T-shirts. I think he's got some some uh i don't know girls pants socks all kinds of cool stuff uh all the good art that you've seen for my show you can get there of course all the other cool shows that he does arts art for and all of his original designs as well uh go pick all that up by using btc at checkout for a 10 percent discount or become a member of my patreon my subscribe star or my uh youtube channel under all of my videos by hitting the join link where you can get into the private discord server and get all the top Lops' new gear if he ever puts any out top Uh, Up to two weeks early before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. Uh, really, really good stuff, man. Definitely worth it. Um, and, of course, check out executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you own a business, go check them out right now uh, as soon as the show ends. And, of course, uh, Extreme Timeline, new podcast uh, where a good friend of mine is going back and watching all of um, uh, is it WEC... Uh, stuff the yeah the the uh, world extreme. Uh, wrestling, watching all of that And uh, and doing a podcast on it Good stuff, he's going to be a temporary sponsor Of the show, if you're listening to this There's already been an audio uh, uh, Ad for it as well, but definitely go check it out If you're into that kind of stuff I promise you're going to like it, they're very good at what they do um, Guys, I'm just happy to be back Happy to be doing shows, going to try and reschedule The Primetime 99 Alex Stein Show next week uh, Of course, that will be a wonderful show But until then Don't forget to break the cycle
1: To explain. The lyrics of my last song, they seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse in the frame But I just landed in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So when the violence you committed, I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft what is my friend, and he's constantly cold? Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control because I just it in Minecraft. Obviously, I would never advocate force unless it's due process and a trial, of course. And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse in Minecraft, just in Minecraft. There's nothing on I mean, you know it. Your us gets close to COVID. Holy shit! I think I'm a poet in my crown.